0: friends will talk about their distant lands the man and names a woman the fun will never end this podcast time are you ready welcome to oh my glop an adventure time podcast i'm amy i'm matt and we are here rating and reviewing all of the episodes of adventure time from season one all the way to the end
1: Yeah, we are. We are getting pretty far along now.
0: Yeah, we are. Yeah. Season three. End of season three.
1: Holy cow. This is our
0: last episode of season three. Oh, it totally is. Can you even like imagine?
1: No. (laughs) I totally forgot that this is the last episode until just now.
0: It's bonkers.
1: Wow. We did it.
0: Yeah, we did it. Yeah,
1: man. We've come a long way.
0: I'm just kidding. No, we're not done. (laughs) Guys, don't worry. We're not done. No. Just with season three. Yeah. That's it
1: we a good 30% of the way through the series. 30%. Yeah. That's not bad.
0: Practically like, 50%. If
1: I got a 30% in the class, I'd be like, well, I guess I was sort of close to passing. Really,
0: Matt? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> okay. So we got a good chunk of the series to go, but I'm yeah. excited for that.
0: Yeah. I'm excited too. I've really enjoyed this, this uh, show a whole bunch. Yeah. Me too. What you doing over there, buddy?
1: Sorry. I, I had like a little... Paper clip over here that was just driving me crazy.
0: Driving you bonkers. Really
1: big, loud paper clip.
0: I like those big, big uns. The big The big I like yeah. to twirl my finger, like put my finger on them and like twirl them around.
1: Give them a little. We're off to a weird start.
0: Okay, so Matt, how are you doing? I'm
1: pretty okay. How are you?
0: I'm also pretty okay. Yeah. Yeah. What have you been up to? um Work. And um, work. Yeah, yeah, but it's been good because we got goals. Yeah, and and jobs get money, and money lead us to our financial goals. So I'm excited.
1: It's funny. It's like I, I listen to some podcasts and like some because uh, I'm I'm subscribed to something like 70 podcasts, which is nuts.
0: Which is nuts, <laughs> BT Dubs.
1: And like the hosts range from all different ages. So like you know we're we're in our we're both in our mid 30s. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny hearing like. I'll say, like, what do you even up to And we're like, oh, you know, work, you know, doing this, and that, you know, laundry. <laughs> but then you hear, like, podcast hosts who are young, and they're like, oh, you know, I just went to this concert recently. I was following the Grateful Dead, all this. And I'm like, how do you afford to do that?
0: Also, who follows the Grateful Dead anymore? <laughs> no, I don't
1: know why I said Grateful Dead. Okay, that makes, I mean, that just speaks to my age. <laughs> I was great. following, I don't know what bands are popular now.
0: The bands.
1: I was following Kesha.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's funny that you pull her name out of the hat. You don't even like Kesha.
1: I've grown to appreciate Kesha. Yeah.
0: I bet you have now. Yeah. Yeah. Since I think that, she's a
1: decent human being.
0: That, since that song. Which one? The one with um the song where she actually uses her real voice. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, okay. I'm not going to get into side tangents this quickly into the show. <laughs> Let's just say I feel like I've matured a little bit in like my my musical acceptance over the years.
0: Um, do we want to talk about Taylor Swift, or are we gonna wait for that later? You know,
1: I love Taylor Swift.
0: I know you love Taylor Swift. I love T.T.
1: and I feel like you've you've helped me develop my maturity <laughs> and, and musical appreciation.
0: In helping you love Taylor Swift, yeah, I I feel I would never have given Taylor Taylor
1: Swift a shot, um, until you point out what a talented. Uh, musician she is. That's true. she really is.
0: And we also watched that doc about her and On stuff. Netflix. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was good. It was great. Yeah. I think it gave us a different like view of her life. Absolutely. But I have to say like, so I had a, a really good friend, Carly in North Carolina and she and I really were like, like Taylor Swift quite a bit and it was kind of cool. And um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's just great when you think about like her, but you know, there. I think there's people that have opinions, and that's fine. And this is mine: is that she writes the majority of her songs and the music for her songs, or, you know, and then can play multiple instruments. I just, I just think that if you can produce that many number one hits, I mean, that says something for your skills. and yeah,
1: Abilities. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I agree. See, I on the other hand, like, yeah, you know, I uh, once upon a time, I would have, um, I would have been like, oh, Taylor Swift's music, blah, 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 um, but I, you know, I like to make music. I can find a melody, but I can't write lyrics to save my life. So she's already like five steps ahead of me.
0: <laughs> I just, you know, I just think it's really interesting. And if you listen to her lyrics, it's not like some of them, of course, are like, whatevs. But like, it was really fascinating because so she did like a, um, she did a, uh, a duet or a, whatever, like a song with the, the chicks. And uh, it was fascinating because I was like, oh, that's really cool. Cause I love the chicks. And then, uh, watching her uh, documentary, the documentary about her, um, talks about, like, being wary of being, you know, done in, like, you know, being being Dixie-chicked, right, or whatever they call it because of the backlash after they spoke out against uh, President Trump, or excuse me, President Bush. And uh, so then seeing, like, after watching that and then listening to her, uh, not her newest album, but the one before that where she did, she did some work with them, I thought that was so, so powerful and just really – Spoke to her mindfulness of how she can use her voice in uh, American pop culture.
1: Yeah, it, it may seem like this has nothing to do with Adventure Time, but really, it I've, I've noticed that a, a lot of the, a lot of the people that we we hear from are very in tune with. Uh, I I it was going somewhere and then I lost it.
0: Okay, so Matt, yeah, should we get on with the show. I guess. Yeah, I think this is a really good conversation. I like you. Yeah, like you too. Hey, Matt, we're gonna be um 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 reviewing Dad's Dungeon and Incendium. Oh yeah. Yes, two really great, solid episodes. Oh, man,
1: I've got to admit, like I was really excited to go into these two. The two before this, I wasn't as excited to go into, but yeah. but then watching them again, and then when we recorded the last episode, I grew to really appreciate everything about those episodes. Everything. Well, not everything. I do I appreciate <laughs> both those episodes a lot more.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I'll so give you that. I'm really give glad that.
1: I thought that first, that last episode was going to be a slog, but uh-huh. it ended up not being. So no, I'm really excited to see how this turns out, being that we both loved both these episodes. Both
0: these episodes are so great. Yeah. So, all right, let's get to it.
1: Oh, uh, let's do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, mama.
0: Dad's Dungeon IMDb rating of 8.3, overall season number 77, directed by Lara Leechlighter, written and storyboarded by Pendleton Ward, Adam mm. Muto and Natasha Alguire. I think this is the first time we've seen Natasha Algery's name on this. Yeah. Original air date was February February sixth, twenty twelve. Two point six zero U.S. million viewers. That's pretty
1: damn high. Pretty darn high.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, wow. Uh huh. Wow. You don't see Pendleton Ward's name pop pop up too much in the writing credits. That's true. So that's really cool. The title card shows Finn and Jake rushing into a dungeon filled with all sorts of ghouls and treasures. Which basically sounds like World of Warcraft.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, also, do you think that because Pendleton Ward is, is attached to the writing credits, I'm curious if this was something that he wrote like like season one and then like held on to it until this season.
1: Maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to tell. I, I don't know what kind of involvement he had after that first few episodes mm-hmm. other than- um...
0: Like voice acting and like some of the songs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. just curious. I'm not sure. Me too. Um. Also, it is very war- world of Warcraftian.
1: That slash like Zelda.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. I love the the guys with all like the multiple eyes and mouths and in, in the picture.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff happening. I love the title cards of the show.
0: They're so beautifully crafted. Yeah. I actually look forward to talking about the title cards each time that we do this show. Yeah.
1: I I know we brought it up before, but like I love that there's an entire book that's just title cards from the show.
0: Yeah, that'd be rad. We should get that sometime. I would love to. All right, so on to the synopsis. Finn, Bimo, and Jake are at the boat of the tree fort, telling Jake what they want him to turn into. Finn suggests a cheetah farting. Hmm. Bimo suggests a cookie and an external hard drive. So Jake (laughs) then transforms into a cheetah while making a farting sound. Sparkles suddenly appear on the side of the house's roof. Finn and Jake try to squish them. The sparkles then lead them to a hollow message player.
1: Kind of like Star Wars. Kind of. They turn it on to see that it's a message left from their father, Joshua, who built a dungeon for them as babies. The demon appears and demands Joshua give him his blood back. Joshua casts the demon away with a chant. Joshua secretly tells Jake that it is to toughen up Finn while Finn covers his ears. So Joshua explains how to get there and also says that it will be really hard to finish the dungeon. They go to an unknown place where the dumb rock was, as explained in the video.
0: And the dumb rock is like a rock that has like a googly <laughs> eyes <laughs> and like a, a tongue sticking out. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So they move the rock out of the way of the entrance. When they enter, they're attacked by a hot dog monster <laughs> and a hamburger monster. It's like the the um, Mcburglar. Is that what they called it? Hamburglar. Hamburger burglar. <laughs> that one. After defeating them, they come to another pre-recorded. Mayor McCheese. McCheese. I think that's who it was. He's writing cheese checks. (laughs) Um, That's a throwback to a Jim McGaffigan, if you guys know. (laughs) Anyway, after defeating them, they come uh, to another pre-recorded message from Joshua, where he tells Jake to call Finn a whiny baby, which I freaking hate. Um, They (laughs) come across two paths, where one is a flower path and a disgusting monster path. They take the flower path because Jake says that the monster path is super gross. The monster is saddened by this, but Finn kindly reassures the monster, telling them that they just said that because they are his bros, and that bros are real with each other. Finn adds, You're gross, brother. Take a bath. To amplify their truthfulness.
1: And that monster is super gross looking. It's it's got like a puddle of grossness underneath it. It It's got all these squishy parts. (laughs) But it's so happy when Finn says that, and then it starts... Squeezing its squishy parts and squirting out more gross mm. juice. <laughs> gross. So in the flower path, Finn asks Jake what their dad said. And Jake's like, Joshua is surprised that a whiny baby like Finn made it that far. Finn is then puzzled, asking Jake why Joshua keeps saying things like that. Jake is forced to tell Finn that it's because Finn cries like a baby and that he's whiny.
0: Mm, I don't like that.
1: So then the fruit witches then appear... And try to get Finn to eat an apple, and Finn almost does, but Jake knocks the apple out of his hand and feeds it to one of the fruit witches themselves.
0: The cursed apple causes the fruit witch to have vines crawl out of her mouth and eyes, wrap around her, and turn into a giant apple.
1: Really cool animation there.
0: Really, really neat. The other two fruit witches begin to eat the fruit witch while Finn and Jake escape the fruit witches begin to chase them up a stone wall, but Jake farts knocking them out. <laughs> I love, I love strategic farts. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And Jake has a lot of really good strategic farts. I'm not, you know, like, um,
1: brr, brr, do you remember? Brr, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you remember in, uh, um, was it um, return um, to the, Ni- the
1: night return to oh, the night sphere? I can't remember.
0: Was that return of the night sphere? I can't remember what episode it was when, Oh yeah. Because it was when they go down to meet death and he no, no, was it?
1: I think so. And then yeah. he farts and... he farts
0: and it echoes. Anyway, funny. Yeah. I thought it would be funny. <laughs> Jake tells Finn what is really happening when they go into the final passage. They watch the tape as Joshua explains that he is finishing the last chamber of the dungeon.
1: He explains that he's trying to fit a monster into a pit that he dug. In the middle of what he's saying, two long fingers with huge claws slowly sneak out of the entrance to the chamber and grab him.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah. It's
0: creepy. It's so creepy. <laughs> it this is monster is so freaky.
1: Freaky deaky. Joshua then gets pulled into the chamber. Then Finn and Jake run into the room. While Finn attempts to get the sword-
0: Which is a really, really cool sword. Yeah, I'm like not like going to lie. Yeah, the blood sword. It's so awesome.
1: Jake discovers more hollow message tapes. He plays the final one, informing him to play it for Finn when he finishes the dungeon. Behind Finn, two giant hands reach from the darkness, and Finn is slapped by the left hand. Finn is flown across the room, and the evil monster crawls out of the darkness, revealing himself.
0: Matt, tell us about this evil monster. What does he look like?
1: What does he look like? So it's got, like, a gem eye, jagged teeth, and really elongated limbs.
0: If you think about, like, uh, the Chester Cheater mouth. Yeah. You know, or the... The Cheshire Cat, I mean. (laughs) Okay, I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) The Cheshire Cat in uh, 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 Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. That's the kind of mouth I envision.
1: It's freaky looking. Yeah. Like really good, like creepy lighting on it and everything.
0: Mm -hmm. And it it seems to have like a lot of like spikiness to it. Um, it, Like multiple, like, like a centipede almost with spikes all around it. It's, it's a, re- a really
1: cool design,
0: but I really think it's amazing, like how beautiful it is and how like scary it is. It's yeah. like perfect for like the the boss of the of the at the end of the dungeon.
1: Yeah, I agree. And the, the dungeon episodes always have really cool like creature designs. In them. I
0: agree. Like I've been super impressed with like the designs of because this is not our first dungeon. Come on, yeah. guys, this is not our first rodeo. Um, Jake the dog. But like, there's some really incredible artwork, and I've been really impressed with it.
1: Do mm-hmm. you remember the, the the cat that has uh, approximate knowledge of many things?
0: Yeah, that's, that's I said, another Jake, cool
1: like J- dungeon episode Jack, with a cool design.
0: Jack the dog,
1: Jack the dog, <laughs> Frank the human boy, Frank
0: the human boy. I love that. <laughs> that's probably one of my favorite segments of an episode. Yeah, that's piece really funny. right there, so good. That's gold. Um. So Finn, when Finn expresses the doubt within himself because of their father's words. Jake says Joshua loves him and plays the tape to Finn revealing Joshua telling Finn he made the dungeon for him as well as expressing his pride for him. Having the confidence in himself restored, he rips the sword from its place and slays the monster. They leave the dungeon with Joshua's sword and the demon then from the beginning of the episode appears. Jake replays the message where Joshua casts the demon away with the spell of Kiyothrama Pancake. The episode ends with the two saying their dad was cool.
1: Yeah, man. So, what are your first thoughts on this one?
0: Um. Okay. So, I don't think negative reinforcement is helpful with kids. <laughs> no. I'm just gonna throw that out there.
1: I, I, yeah, and I think that's why he, Finn finally comes around at the end because he finally hears some positive reinforcement from Joshua.
0: Yeah. So I love how like so I have a bunch of notes, and um, like at first I'm like. Joshua is cool because of, like, the, the cool things he did with, like, the demon and, like, building the dungeon. And I was like, dang, Joshua's a jerk. Like, he is not very nice.
1: He's calling Finn and Nancy and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I hate that. I hate that so much. Yeah. It is not my favorite.
1: What I, what I got from that is that, like, because, you know, Joshua and Jake being dogs, like, they're used to um, babies behaving one way. Yeah. But human babies develop much more slowly than dogs. Like, you know, human babies don't just get up and start walking a few days in. Yeah. So it's like he's seeing Finn as like this useless, whiny little thing where dogs aren't quite that at that yeah. age. Yeah. So that's what I got from that. It's like he just didn't understand how humans worked, so he just thought that this baby was a wimp.
0: Yep. I I have in my notes my dad when they say my dad was or man, dad was cool. False. F-A-L-S-E, mm-hmm. false. false. <laughs> Joshua
1: yeah, we we've seen this like in past episodes like with uh Jake going all soft cuz he doesn't want to hurt Finn in the past mm-hmm. and Jake saying like I beat him up beat, beat everybody up bah, bah, lose yeah. control. Yeah. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> Joshua doesn't have the best parent- parenting skills.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. There was some really great animation in this episode. I really liked um the f- the fruit babes were really interesting and in how they like tried to lure them into false security and then like poison them. I love that a fart saved them, which is I am such a huge fart fan. I <laughs> like, okay, and I think that stems from like my childhood. My mom would get so mad when we farted in the table. Like, <laughs> like we would have family dinner, right? And if one of us farted, she would get she's like, you should do that in the bathroom only. And I'm like, are you kidding the me? The bathroom
1: only? Yes. What are you gonna run to the bathroom every time yes. fart?
0: Yes, that is what I've always thought in my brain. Like how is that even possible? So like, you're going to listen to
1: this episode and be like, I absolutely disagree. My... <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like my mom believes that we can only fart in the bathroom. Like, I don't even know. It's impossible. No, it's totally 100% impossible. Anyway, I love farts. I'm a huge fart <laughs> fan.
1: I love farts. <laughs> yep, I do. I love
0: farts. I think farts are funny. I think fart humor can be funny, and I think they make it funny in Adventure Time. I think excessive so too. excessive heart, fart humor... <sighs> I think excessive fart humor is not funny, but a well-timed fart, priceless.
1: Yes, this is a weird thing to say, but I feel like Adventure Time perfected the art of the fart joke.
0: I agree. (laughs) Like, it's well-placed every
1: time that it shows up.
0: I mean, going back to what we were talking about before with, like, the echoing fart and, like, you don't know what you're doing to me, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. So, so good.
1: Yeah, I agree. 100%. The show, like, I don't always love fart humor. Yeah. But when it does show up in the show, it's always well-placed.
0: All right, Matt, was there anything you liked in uh, in particular?
1: Um, I loved the kind of emotional arc that Finn goes through in this one, yeah. where he's kind of depressed, like, hearing what their dad actually thought about him. Yeah. And then finding that Josh Joshua actually did care for him in the end.
0: I just don't think that's. That's good parenting. No, and, not at all. And I know that... I just don't know how to normalize that. Like, I just think that it's just not... It's not good parenting. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't justify it. You know? No, I can't even, like, justify around it. Like, I'm just like, poor Finn. Like, that is just awful.
1: Okay, so maybe it's not the emotional arc that Finn goes through so much as... Um, the message of this episode is kind of dubious, yeah, in that you know, in the end, they say the dad was really cool, but then you think, like, hearing back on some of the things that Joshua said, it's like,
0: was he that cool? Yeah, I is mean, it, it's like selective. is it kind of sad
1: how it ends in that yeah. they think he's cool, but really, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see the confusion and like how the relationship they had with Joshua, like, how does that, how can we reconcile that?
1: Yeah, I think it's cool that it's so emotionally ambiguous.
0: Yeah, like, I can uh, see that. Yeah,
1: like, you remember that episode, uh, the stretching episode?
0: Mm-hmm. Where
1: Jake has to stretch out really far, mm-hmm. and he's pretty much getting pushed to death. And at the end of it, you're left with this question of, like, did Finn do the right thing here? Yeah. And, like, you could have multiple answers for that in the end. I think it's the same with this one, where, like, what's ha- what's the happy point of this episode, and what's the sad point of it?
0: So it's interesting that at the end, like, they were like, man, Dad was cool, and was that in response to the interaction with the demon? Yeah. Right? Because, like, the demon was, like, the dad... You know, Joshua clearly had a lot of, like, knowledge of incantations and, like, stuff that, that they weren't even aware about yet. Aware, yeah. aware of yet. And so they're like, yeah. And they were able to play that tape and, like, get the demon, like, to go back to hell or whatever or wherever it goes. And I just... I don't know. I mean, I do think yeah. it's kind of cool that he set up this whole dungeon for Finn, but I don't think that it was appropriate for him to use negative reinforcement.
1: Yeah. So let's say, like, there are parts of this episode that are, like, ambiguous as far as, like, what the message is. Yeah. There's never a point in the episode where I'm not entertained. Like, sure. I think this is a very entertaining episode from beginning to end.
0: Mm-hmm. B to E.
1: Yep, B to E. Uh, I love this episode. I think it's a great one. I definitely rated among like the higher of the episodes in this season.
0: Sure, absolutely. I I just, I think for me, I love the episode. I love the animation in this. I love Dungeon Crawler episodes. I love how they, like, this is adventure time. Yeah. This episode is adventure time. This is like, hey, we're adventurers and we are slaying stuff and we're killing, you know, different monsters. And we're like bonding over you know being brothers and i just think that's really really kind of
1: cool yeah i think this is one of the episodes that really demonstrates the greatness of the earlier seasons of the show before it goes completely story heavy
0: yeah like, dude this yes. is just it amazing. reminds me of like early adventure time mm-hmm. like season one adventure time this has the air of that
1: yeah you know if an episode like this came up in season one we would say this is one of like the. T- top five best episodes of that season
0: yeah i agree and i and i also think that like but yeah it like builds on story right like yeah. there's still story development and i think that it would have been lost in a season one kind yep. of thing
1: and he showed it shows the family dynamic of where yes. finn is in the family his adoptive family
0: yes i agree i totally agree with that
1: yep so that's really cool
0: Hmm.
1: so there's, there's a lot to dig from this episode
0: a lot a lot a lot of layers for sure yep.
1: Is there anything you didn't like
0: Um, besides uh, the negative reinforcement? Yeah, I think the negative reinforcement is the the only thing I didn't care for.
1: Mm. I guess there's nothing I didn't like about this one. I I just really like this one.
0: You mentioned that it was like a a Zelda dungeon.
1: Yeah, this episode reminds me of like uh, dungeons from Legend of Zelda. Cat! Well, there goes my notes.
0: (laughs) I do, 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 do,
1: do. just want to make sure it's still recording. There we go. Yeah. It is. Okay, good. Yeah, it reminds me of Legend of Zelda, uh, Dungeons, and like, uh, this show This show actually brought me back to enjoying Dungeon Crawler video games from, really? from, from, from yesteryear.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you like old Nintendo games, so do I, um, but I think you like certain Nintendo game genres that I'm not as big of a fan of. I'm like straight up old school Mario for me. Yeah. Um, I'm like Mario Kart and Double Dash and all that stuff.
1: But you're also a World of Warcraft fan.
0: I do like World of Warcraft quite a bit. Yeah. But
1: yeah, I like it. I like this episode a lot.
0: So Matt, where is the snail?
1: The snail is on the boat.
0: Yeah. So at the beginning of the episode when they're like chilling and having Jake like, like stretch into things, it, it is on the edge of the boat. Okay. Yeah.
1: Again, I need to be more descriptive with where the snail is. Yeah. Because I read I just read that back to myself and I was like, what do I mean there?
0: (laughs) Snail watch Snail watch. Twenty twenty. Yes. Guys, we're close to twenty twenty one. Can I just say that out loud? And like can we sit with how like that feels just like twenty twenty
1: one. Oh boy.
0: I don't even know what to do with myself.
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Oh, this year has been a hot, like dumpster fire of a mess.
1: <laughs> <It> really has <laughs> for for pretty much everybody. Europe, but we're all in this together, and I'm I'm glad that the show's been able to bring a little bit of joy, just a little bit of joy to people's day. Yeah, I know it does. To, it, it does for me, Matthew.
0: Matthew. <laughs> hey, Matthew. Yes. Can you share me your favorite line?
1: My favorite line is, "Oh snap! Well, pop that cartridge in the slot, playa.
0: Nice." Jake.
1: And that is a line that I love so much, and it's one that I, I've said more than once. It's in true. Life.
0: Um. So to give some background, the message machine that they're using that Joshua is sending the messages, the messages are recorded on cartridges that they put in like a a Super NES, um, and then they like play in like this like what do you call those?
1: Like holographic.
0: Holographic. Yep. Yeah. Hologram.
1: Well, it's funny, that like, the technology on the show is retro, kind of like uh, technology in a regular show, where yeah. everything's all like laser disc and stuff like that in that show.
0: Which I think is really funny, because it's like, there's a splash of new technology with the old technology. Yeah,
1: I like it. It's like, like retro-futuristic.
0: Yes, it is so fascinating. I love it that the show does that.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. What's your favorite line?
0: Um... But burgers and hot dogs.
1: Yeah. Well, when they run into the burger and hot dog monsters. Yep. And Jake just wants to eat them.
0: Yep. Nom, 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 nom.
1: Sorry, my life. Yep. <laughs> uh, do you want to give me an impression of a character?
0: Yeah. But Pa <laughs>
1: The green gross guy? Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, my person's going to be Joshua. Okay. Butts are for pooping. Do it for Poppy.
0: Oh, gross. I can't even with you.
1: Butts are for pooping. and I, I have That's another line I've used in life. Really? One, oh, I yes.
0: I've never heard you say that. I
1: might not have said it to you, but I have said it to multiple people. <laughs> Butts are for pooping. When somebody says but
0: Butts are for pooping. <laughs> if we ever have kids, I can see that in our future for sure. Yes.
1: I'll try to borrow a little less from Joshua as far as the parenting skills go but yes, I will borrow some actual lines.
0: I will tell people about this.
1: I will tell people about this.
0: <laughs> Sorry guys, I know we used that <laughs> in the last episode. In a it's not the hedgehog. The movie's great. <laughs> it's 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 in my head right now. All right, Matt, guess what? What? We have some trivia. <gasps> All right. So in the Hollow message picture of cats are hung on the wall behind Joshua. Interesting. Isn't that though? Yeah. He's a dog
1: dogs. Why cats. are there
0: pictures of cats?
1: Interesting.
0: I don't understand.
1: So when Finn and Jake enter their attic, there is a highway sign in the background that has a left turn and interstate 312 indicator.
0: Okay. Yes. I wonder what the significance of that is. I don't know. Okay. Um, Josh predicted Jake's every answer while recording the hollow viewer. Yeah.
1: I guess Jake is that predictable.
0: Yeah. That's really <laughs> weird.
1: So when the hot dog monster and hamburger monster formed, they shout an unintelligible battle cry. This is them saying, mix your blood with ours. It'll be cool. Reversed. Gross.
0: (laughs) Even when Finn's ears are on the side of his head, he covers the bear ears on his hat when Joshua tells him to cover his ears. That is hilarious. (laughs) That's awesome. I didn't even realize that. That's
1: a great little detail. Yep. Shortly after farting to defeat the Fruit Witches, Jake transforms into a cheetah, mirroring the start of the episode.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Joshua's Dungeon Begins Under a Rock might be referenced to the Legend of Zelda series Hello. where many dungeon entrances can be found under rocks.
1: Yeah, hence.
0: Matt, you don't even need to watch YouTube now. You can, yeah, like, know where just, every dungeon it, entrance is.
1: Yeah, just hit every rock. Yeah. I mean, this is why I've never beaten a Zelda game. <laughs> <laughs> Jake remixes the message to say, made out of babies at the end, the name of a heavy metal band. Huh. Made out of babies. Okay.
0: That was actually really funny. So the end is kind of like this like remix. You know how you remember like on YouTube when people would make remixes out of like memes and stuff? Yeah. That's what he did really with like men
1: out of babies. Babies.
0: Yeah, it was really, really funny. Um, Joshua calls Finn Sue as a reference to Johnny Cash's song at Boy Noon Sue. <laughs> okay. That is really funny. That's great. I love that. I love Cover that. Cover Sue. Um, uh... You'll appreciate this, Matt. Mm. After Finn and Jake outrun the Fruit Witches, the title card of the Lich plays. Oh, cool. Title card music, I'm sorry, of the Lich Yeah, plays. I get you. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah. Um, the chant Joshua says to banish the demon of Kioth Rama Pancake, the wizard thief in City of Thieves also chants pancakes three times as an incantation to turn himself into a cat, suggesting that pancake may be a magic word. Yeah. It is also referenced in Natasha Algry's cat named Pancake.
1: Interesting. Yeah. It meant this has something to do with the cats behind Joshua.
0: Mayhaps. Mmm. Mayhaps. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool.
1: Ah, do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its name?
0: Yes. Dad's dungeon.
1: Finn and Jake get caught in a trap that lands them in the dungeon of Marceline's father. Marcy has to barter for their life. So, they do get trapped... In a dungeon.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> There's a father involved.
1: <laughs> Hence the name Dad's Dungeon. Uh, as far as um, accuracy goes, I'm gonna give that a C plus.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's passing. You know. I um, set my drink in agreement.
1: So, as far as creativity goes, um, just a part of that. I really like that. That that's actually sounds like a really cool character building episode. I'm giving that an A.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's great. A.
1: Yeah. A. A. <laughs> babies. Right.
0: Babes. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy.
1: Uh, and do you want to predict what our next episode is going to be about based on his name? You know I do. Incendium.
0: All right uh fire ravages the land in the land of Ooh, and the crew has to band together to save the fire from destroying all
1: oh okay cool cool
0: thanks because it's so fascinating
1: so any last thoughts for you on this episode
0: no i certainly like it um outside of the negative reinforcement i think it's a great episode i think you should watch it
1: yeah for me, I think that a negative reinforcement is a part of the episode. And, like, I don't think we're supposed to think it's a good thing. Yeah. And, um,
0: Also, farts.
1: And farts. Farts are good. So, yeah, for me, this is a, like a near perfect episode. I love it.
0: Really? And, a near perfect episode?
1: Yeah, I think it's great. I've, I've watched this one many a time. Uh-huh. My little sister and I actually uh, got into a discussion about this episode years ago. She thought it was very moving.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: And yeah, that doesn't really surprise cool. me. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> Should we go on to the next episode?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Let's rock it. All right. Incendium. IMDb rating of
1: 8.2. Nice.
0: You know how I leave you a space
1: to like, make <laughs> your <know>. regular <laughs>
0: comment? <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty high rating. <laughs> Overall, season number 78. Directed by Larry Leach, Adam Muto. Written and storyboarded by... Adam and Rebecca Chagas, who I love. Yeah. Um, original air date, February 13th, 2012. And no recording of how many viewers there were. Again,
1: wow. Um, the title card shows Finn weeping on the floor in the treehouse. Uh, w- surrounded by fire and in front of a framed photo of Princess Bubblegum.
0: Princess Buttercup. <laughs> so... The episode opens with Princess Bubblegum showing Finn and Jake her liquid pyrotechnics. Uh, After she draws Jake onto her lap, Finn makes an attempt to put his head on her lap as well. But she pushes him away saying, Come on, Finn. Don't be weird. Finn becomes heartbroken and after Princess Bubblegum leaves and the resulting rainstorm comes and passes, he curls up in a corner with a piece of Princess Bubblegum's hair and two pictures of her. He then sings, all gummed up inside, to express his misery and starts moaning in pain, knowing that it is hopeless to win Princess Gubble... Bum. (laughs) (laughs) Princess Bubblegum's heart, leaving Jake and BMO feeling sorry for him.
1: Yeah, this is a great little song, too. Um,
0: Inside!
1: So good. In an attempt to cheer him up, Jake seeks a new love interest for Finn, leaving BMO to watch over him. While walking... (laughs) (laughs) What is it BMO says? Um... If anybody comes in and tries to harm Finn, I'll
0: kill them. Yes. (laughs) Don't steal my favorite line. Oh, no. (laughs)
1: While walking, Jake hears what sounds like a girl's scream and stumbles across Flambo. Wofflambo.
0: Wofflambo, you mean? (laughs) Wofflambo. That is my favorite thing, Wofflambo.
1: Wofflambo. I hope that listeners remember that.
0: (laughs) I freaking love (laughs) Wofflambo.
1: I snorted. Sorry. So the scream's coming from Flambeau, who's being attacked by Iron Owls.
0: Can I see the animation of the Iron Apple? Iron Owls is so cool.
1: I love it. it. I
0: think it's so phenomenal.
1: They remind me of this movie, Clash of the Titans.
0: Yeah. Your uh, favorite movie. You love that movie.
1: I love Wrath of the Titans. Oh,
0: that one. That's what I meant. Don't tell anyone. Shh. It's my secret.
1: So after saving him, Jake asks Flambeau if he knows any princesses Finn's age. Flambeau then tells him about a hot princess in the Fire Kingdom. When they get there, Flambo casts a flame shield on Jake so that it'll be safe for him to go in and not just erupt in flame.
0: Okay, so this is my question. Okay, wait, wait. Can we go back to the flame shield later? Because yes. I don't want to, I want to read the rest of the episode synopsis, but I also want to go back to the flame shield. Yeah. Okay. Um. Jake then checks on Finn, who is desperate. So he's using, like, he's like checking in with a hologram uh, to bemo Yeah. Um, and Finn is desperately trying not to cry. He's, like, slapping his face. It's so sad.
1: That was me last night watching um Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. Aww. <laughs> Don't cry.
0: Don't cry. Um, Jake goes into the castle and introduces himself as the Baron of the Grasslands <laughs> to the Flame King. And then attempts to win over the Flame Princess for, quote, Prince Finn. First he offers, so then the Flame King is like, if you're a baron you should be giving me gifts Um, can yeah. I also say the guy that voices Flame King should have been done by Nathan Fillion
1: you think so see I love this actor it's don't na- get
0: me wrong like, I think this. the actor yeah. that does Flame King is really great yeah. but I would have loved it if Nathan Fillion and did the when voice when
1: you said that while we are watching it you could totally hear Nathan Fillion delivering these lines
0: yes yes you certainly can So anyway, so then he's like saying how he should have brought gifts. And so then um, Jake's like, oh, yeah, totally. I brought gifts. So first he offers a water bottle, which then he accidentally kills the flame gesture with. Um, and then Flame King at first was like ah, and then he's like, well, actually, I hated my jester.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he's like, <laughs> okay, well, I'll give you a second shot.
0: <laughs> so then he decides that he's going to serenade for the second gift, and he sings all warmed up inside as the serenade to the Flame Princess.
1: Yeah, which is like, you know, Finn's feeling sorry from for himself song at the beginning. It's turned around into being a more positive song about the Flame Princess. And
0: it's so cute.
1: It is. It's it's a lovely little song. So, the Flame King's voice is Keith David, who's an actor I really like. Um, he's in one of my favorite sci-fi slash horror movies ever, which we're going to watch this Halloween. Are we? Yes, we are. Are we? It's called The Thing, starring oh, cool. uh, Kurt Russell and Keith David. and yeah, Keith, Keith David is uh Flame King. So, Flame King, uh, if you've ever seen the cartoon show Gargoyles, he's the lead Gargoyle.
0: That is so cool. Yeah. I love been... Gargoyles. I used to watch that. Every day after yeah, school. Yeah,
1: the show was great. So Flame King is not impressed with the song and demands that Jake leaves. Jake then checks on Finn with Beemo's camera as he sadly apologizes for failing to win the Flame King's favor. Finn is now baw- bawling and tells Bemo to go away. Beemo's hands are shown and an arrow pointed toward Finn's butt while Beemo walks towards Finn. While repl- repeatedly saying boop, boop, boop. And then the view switches to Jake looking weirded out. And fit his hair yelling in pain and surprised. That's because disgusting. He got booped in the butt.
0: He got booped in the butt. That's yeah. gross. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> nope. Now, without my consent. No. All right, so the Flame King demands to know why Finn is not there. So Jake stretches his stomach to look like Finn, who greets the Flame King and offers him a koala bear. (laughs) You're Um, He's like, what is your favorite animal? He's like, koala bears? You brought me a koala bear? And so he stretches and gives him the koala bear. He's like, I don't like koala bears anymore. I
1: don't like koalas anymore. That was
0: so funny. That, I think, is the best part of this whole episode. I agree. Fake Finn begins to cry, and Jake tries to cheer him up, but he loses control of Fake Finn, who begins to attack him and seemingly kills him.
1: Yeah, it's so weird. Like, Jake is let down by himself in uh, winning over the the Flame King. So, you know, he's making Fake Finn, who is built from Jake's own body, attack himself. But I love that, like, you know, he stretches out to build this Finn from his own body. And then stretches more to make the koala. So like he's really on, trying, it and it makes the koala all messed
0: up. It is looking. so jacked up. It is so jacked up, and it is like literally the funniest thing in the it whole. Because he like literally says eucalyptus, and you're just like, what?
1: The first time I saw this, I laughed so hard I coughed for like five minutes afterwards. <laughs> It's, I think, one of... If I have to pick, like, a top five funniest moments in the entire series, this is one of them.
0: Yes, 100%. I love this episode for that reason. It's a standout. It is so good.
1: (laughs) So, the fake Finn attacking Jake to kill him impresses the Flame King, who states that a prince who is willing to kill his own buffoon is welcome to date his evil, destructive daughter, much to Jake's horror. So, Flame Princess walks over to Finn... By the way, I don't think she's ever called Flame Princess in this episode. She's called like the Princess of the Fire Kingdom.
0: I think that's I think that's true, and she's also kept in like a cage. Yeah, yeah.
1: So she walks over to the fin shaped Jake and embraces him. Some fire elementals and Jake remarked that she actually seems normal. <laughs> It, okay, I know you we, have things to say about the yes, crowd totally in this episode. Yeah,
0: The crowd is so phenomenal. It's so funny. And so, like, they, like, they'll, like, say things. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. And I think it's so great. Yeah. I love it so, so much. There's
1: always these little side comments. Every time that the crowd starts sharing, you hear this one voice that's like, oh, yeah,
0: definitely. Oh, yeah. Insert peanut gallery. And it's <laughs> it's great. It's so good.
1: <laughs> so, Jake, that remarks that she actually seems normal. And Flame Princess responds by shooting fire at, um... All the audience members turning them into flambits, like so, little flambos.
0: Little waff flambos
1: Yeah, and flambos like, oh, so that's where I come from. <laughs> Upon observing this, Jake concludes that she is evil.
0: Um. So that doesn't surprise me that wa-flambos is a wa-flambit. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> With a mouth like his, he certainly said something to piss someone off. ha. <laughs> oh, you know. oh. No way, <laughs> no I know how. No way, no how. Jake makes his Finn say that he doesn't like her anymore because he's kind of freaked out. Flame Princess is enraged, causing mass chaos with her destructive fire powers. So Jake starts to flee and he runs to the treehouse, but she's following him in her flaming, monstrous form and sets, starts to set the treehouse aflame. Jake tries to warm Finn, but Finn doesn't notice in his grief or care because he's so depressed over. PB, or Princess Bubblegum. Yeah.
1: The fire soon spreads inside the tree fort, destroying Finn's pictures of Princess Bubblegum right before his eyes. Finn becomes enraged by this, vowing to kill whoever started the destructive fire. He looks out the window to see Flame Princess's monster form scaling the tree fort. So she's like gigantic. So Flame Princess accidentally ignites Princess Bubblegum's remaining liquid fireworks. And this makes Finn even more furious, and he shouts at her not to touch PB's things.
0: The rain resulting from the liquid pyrotechnics hits Flame Princess, dousing her flames. This reduces her to her normal girl form, which surprises Finn. She passes out and falls. Um, using Princess Bubblegum's lock of hair that he's been keeping forever, ever on his bed um, as support, Finn catches her in his arms. Flame Princess wakes up, then asks Finn angrily why he doesn't like her.
1: Finn immediately replies that he does like her, causing Flame Princess to blush. A moment later, she's like, what? <laughs> and warns Finn not to mess with her and slaps him in the face and storms away. And like when she slaps him, it leaves like a burn mark on mm-hmm. his face. So Finn watches the fire trail she leaves behind and murmurs to Jake that he thinks he has a crush on Flame Princess.
0: I love this and episode. And that's
1: the end of the episode of the end of the season.
0: I love this episode so much. Same. It is so good. Yeah. Um. So I have questions. Yes. First off, why can't we have liquid pyrotechnics at 4th of July?
1: That would be so cool.
0: I'm so disappointed.
1: I'd be so less anxious around fireworks.
0: So I absolutely love 4th of July. It is my number one favorite holiday. That's awesome. Yeah, just like Halloween is your favorite holiday I over like Christmas Halloween. and Thanksgiving and everything, 4th of July is my favorite holiday over Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Totally That's 100%. Awesome. Although I really like stuffing on Thanksgiving K. Okay.
1: Man, Fourth of July, like, I feel like you could cook whatever on 4th of July and it all goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, food. So good. I'm hungry.
0: I want brats.
1: I want bratwurst, too. This <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> a carryover from last one.
0: Yep. Um. So, a couple questions. Yes. So, in this episode, Jake calls himself Uncle Jake. <gasps> yeah. And he calls him nephew in past episodes. What... WTF? Yeah. Like, like, why is that happening? They're brothers.
1: What, what was it? Two or three episodes ago, he calls yes. Finn nephew. Yes. And in this episode, he calls himself Uncle, Uncle
0: Jake. Uncle yeah. Jake.
1: Interesting, right?
0: Hmm.
1: I wish I could say that comes back, but it doesn't.
0: <laughs> I know, right?
1: Walf Lambo.
0: Walf Lambo is hilarious, and I thought that he is a great addition to this episode.
1: How did Wall Lambo start? That was, we were talking about Waluigi and then combining it with the name Flambo.
0: Yes. Walf Lambo. Walf Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw him in this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, Walf Lambo.
1: <laughs> but she thought it was a day gonna count on my girl a screen. So funny. So, so good.
0: Okay. So can we go back to this cool flame sh- shield? So Walf Lambo cast this shield on Jake. Why couldn't they use those in future episodes that's my question no idea yeah i think like what the heck
1: i don't remember if it 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 might come back on occasion but i i really don't recall
0: yeah um i love how the flame kingdom king was like my daughter is a rare jewel
1: (laughs) and he says (laughs) pourquoi
0: (laughs) pourquoi so good that's so good this is so good this this episode is... is so good
1: so you wrote all sorts of notes about things that you love about this one. Like the Flame Princess song being adorable.
0: Matt, you need to sing it for me.
1: So I was thinking about that while we were watching it. I was like, I got I to learn the song on the ukulele and yeah, play the do. podcast eventually. I yeah. keep talking about playing songs for the podcast. And you I, never do. I've played one. Um, but I would love to.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I thought was really cool in this episode was, so when the king like shifts from place to place, like he extracts his flame to like, a Smaller source and like moves, and his like armor follows him, and yeah. It, so it looks like when he's extracting himself, like the armor seems to like fall into play. It's just really fascinating the way the animation looks like.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of like a Mega Man villain.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really, really neat. I like that. You
1: know what I think is really cool is that like this is a season finale episode, and it's uh starring Jake. Yeah. Like, specifically, Jake, and this time, Finn is the minor character.
0: It's, you know, it's such a good episode. I think that, like, I legit clapped right after this episode. I thought it was so good. Yeah. It's I want awesome. more. I want more. Season yeah. four, I demand, ow. Right? I demand more.
1: Like, after we finished watching this again for the second time, I was like, I know we have to record the podcast, but I really want to keep watching.
0: Yeah, totally. Was there anything you didn't like in this?
1: There is nothing I dislike about this episode. I'm I, right with you. I think that this is another perfect example. Like, so this is you know the last one I said is like a perfect example of um, earlier season episodes. This one's like a perfect bridge between the early show and what it becomes later.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, it, it's it's just enough story building that I that I feel like okay, I need to watch season four, but enough adventuring and and representation of Adventure Time that it. It is entertaining and enjoyable, and I love it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not as heavy as, like, the last season finale. Sure. With, like, the Lich. Was that
0: the was that last yeah. season? Yeah. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah. But um, also, still enough, like, character-building-wise, that it's like, wow, okay, I really want to see where this goes.
0: Well, I think about the story arc, right, of um, PB and, like, how really from the beginning, like, <laughs> Finn has had this crush, and so now we're, like literally seeing him grieve and mourn the loss of this crush right yeah and then it's taking on the so you think about like boys i mean you tell me you're a boy um when you were like what 13 14 15 yeah. how quickly like your shifting interest was in in other girls mm-hmm. and like so he had this a long time crush he had this blue blueby moment when they were both 13 and then she becomes an adult and she's rejecting him understandably yeah and now he finds someone his own age and it's like oh my gosh like i can have love i can have a relationship i can have this like thing that i've been missing for so long with pb with somebody that's my own age and like i just think it's beautiful
1: yeah and like you look at the beginning where like you know he's a 13 year old kid and he doesn't know what he's doing no so, not like, at all like jake leans his head on um PB's lap as a dog. And then Finn tries to do the same. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Ugh, this is awkward. Get away from me. It's that young teen awkwardness. And mm-hmm. Finn hasn't had like real guidance to show him what he's supposed to be doing in a situation like this.
0: Yeah. And he, I think he's learning along the way. Right. And yeah. like, he doesn't have anybody to guide him.
1: Yep. Yeah, he sort of sort of has Jake. But, you know, Jake, doesn't Jake know anything. is Jake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jake is a screwball.
1: Yeah. But yeah. It's great. This yeah. episode is just great on so many levels. It's super good. And also really funny.
0: Yep. Matt, where was the snail?
1: On the painting on Finn's
0: wall. So that is the the actual painting, like where that, what do you call? There's like on the wall where this lady is laying down. Oh, yeah. Um, It's on there. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> nice.
1: S-s-s-s-s. Nail watch. Snail
0: watch 2020.
1: Snail watch 2020
0: snail <laughs> snail watch watch <laughs> what was your favorite line bruh?
1: my favorite line was she cannot be wooed by any ragamuffin prince nice the flame king
0: you know Finn is not a ragamuffin prince he is the bomb diggity
1: he is he's a, a radical boy on a radical. mission what's your favorite line
0: if anyone tries to hurt Finn I will kill them Bimo. BMO, BMO. I think this is like really interesting how BMO is so like committed to Finn and Jake and like that, like him taking care of Finn in this way is really kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Except that he like boops him, he salmons him, boops and him I do the not butt. like that at
1: <laughs> all. I just don't think BMO understands the subtleties of. You don't think so? I don't know. Bemo is a mystery.
0: Bemo is a mystery, that's for sure. <laughs> what is your impression?
1: Of course, it's going to be the koala. Eucalyptus! That was so funny. Eucalyptus.
0: I can't even handle how funny that is.
1: I don't like koalas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I used to play that clip on repeat oh and just gosh. die with laughter it's so good it's so so good it's like ugh I don't think I like koalas it's, it's anymore I wouldn't like... like koalas either after that
1: <laughs> so good they're no longer cute
0: no no not at all
1: what's your impression
0: dude I think I have a crush Finn. Finn. fan after she leaves a handprint on his face yeah Matt, we have a bunch of trivia. Yes. So according to Comic-Con 2013 interview with Jeremy Shada, who is Finn, and Tom Kenny from Ice King. and Oh, I didn't know that Tom, uh, Tom Kenny does Waffle Ambo's voice. Yeah. Totally rad. Uh, this is Jeremy Shada's favorite uh, episode. Wow. Yeah. You know what? If somebody
1: told me that this was their favorite episode, I would have no question about it.
0: Yeah. It's so good. I think this might be my top episode the so season so far
1: wow yeah i can't wait to go back through and and rate these episodes i
0: know i totally
1: forgot we've we still have we to do that we gotta do our ratings
0: i just thought of that matt yeah matt i just thought about that
1: matt matt she just thought about that just right
0: now <laughs> okay incendia means the fire are burning in Latin.
1: yes flame princess's mouth hangs open when finn says that he likes her but on the facebook photo version her mouth is closed all right Interesting. Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs>
0: the title card for Incendium shows Finn crying with pictures of Princess Bubblegum, but in the title card for, quote, Burning Low, the scene is reversed with Princess Bubblegum crying with pictures of Finn. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. Wow. The plot thickens.
1: And in the preview, Riccardo's voice, George Takai, seems to be narrating, which is most likely because the episode premieres the day before Valentine's Day. Yee.
0: Aha.
1: Interesting. Finn falls in love.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Burning Low is not until season four. Yeah. It's the 16th season episode of the fourth season. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. George Takai is the bomb diggity. I'm not Yeah, he is. He's great. All warmed up inside originally came from all gummed up inside, although it's changed talking about Flynn princess rather than PB. It's changed with specific words that have the same singing tune as all gummed up inside. The first four measures of each song sound differently melodically. Interesting. (laughs) When Jake threw things out of his backpack, a magazine with a burger on it, an orange peanut and a bear doll can be seen. Okay. All right. That's cool. Let's see. When Jake is fighting the second Iron Owl, his attack resembles one of Monkey D. Luffy's attack, Gomu Gomu Uno, Gum Gum Battle, Axe in English, is the popular anime One Piece. Okay, cool. Bemo's game was a reference to Nintendo's Excite Bike.
1: Yes, okay, I thought so. That was a game I really enjoyed as a kid. Excite bike.
0: Excite bike. Uh,
1: is there no Clash of the Titans reference?
0: The Iron Owl somewhat resembles Bubo, the metallic owl from the 1981 film Clash of oh, the Titans. Oh. Not for the win. Ah Matt's over here cheering for himself. Yeah. I'm fist Do you need a moment by there. yourself there, buddy? Oh, uh, that's funny. Movie references for the wind. Uh, it's later revealed in Earth and Water. Oh, I won't say that. Spoilers. Yeah, no thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Even though the episode airs at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Pacific Time, the promo art says it airs at eight p.m. A mistake made because of a habit back when episodes aired at eight p.m. Hmm. Mm.
0: Interesting.
1: Hmm. Mm. So, your prediction for this episode based on the name, Incendium. Yeah, fire ravages the land of ooh, and the crew has to band together to save the fire from destroying all.
0: I feel like I deserve an A for both.
1: You deserve an A for um how close it was to the actual plot cuz that <sighs> all of that actually happens.
0: That's right. Cuz
1: the band crew and together. <sighs> That's a crowd. <sighs> technically, Finn and Jake are the crew. Yes. They do have to stop the fire from spreading. Yes, they do. You did it. I did it. You did. 100%, it. number 1.
0: A M Y. A M Y. A M Y.
1: And as far as creativity goes.
0: A minus. I'll take it. Yeah. good Enough. Wow. It's pretty good. Pretty wow, good. Matt.
1: Wow. Well, well, you didn't explain where the fire came from. What
0: wow. <laughs> oh I, I M- want to
1: be. You're know, always thought about how like creativity I give you too much credit. So I want to be.
0: <laughs> wow, Matt. <laughs> it's still an A. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you like to predict what season four, episode one is going to be about?
0: You bet I might.
1: Based on the name Hot to the
0: Touch. Ooh. Okay. So we know that this last season ends with Finn and Fire Princess now meeting. My guess is that Fire Princess becomes the all-powerful like power source of all of fire kingdom and finn has to figure out how does he capture her to reduce her power because otherwise she's going to destroy the land and finn is also in love with her and so he totally wants to like be his like he like like hers and her and so she like if he touches her it calms her down and so when he calms her down, she doesn't like exude a lot of energy, and then things are peaceful in it. Well, so it's to figure out how do how does he like calm her down?
1: It uh, could be, it uh, could be right, could be wrong. I guess Maybe. we'll find out next season. That's true. Yeah. All right. I like it.
0: Thank you. I like it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As
1: mm-hmm. you should.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Man. We finished season three.
0: Season three is dunzo. Dunzo. Dunzo.
1: Man, okay. Well thank I, you. Go ahead. Sorry. No you. I must say I thoroughly enjoyed season three. I did too. As I, I as I thought I would. Season four I know I also love. So I'm really excited to get into that one next. Yep. But first, we're gonna have our ratings episode. Yep. Reading our our personal um thoughts on this season from worst to best
0: yeah I'm excited I think it'll be rad me too (laughs) All right. so you have sat through another episode of oh my glob an adventure time cast
1: wait what (laughs) (laughs) you
0: have sat through another episode of oh my glob an adventure time podcast Um, you can check us out on Facebook or Twitter at oh my glob podcast check us out at our website ohmyglobpodcast.com or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts.
1: Yeah, or leave us a voicemail on the Anchor.fm app onto our podcast profile. And please do, because we'd love to play it on air.
0: Thank you, thank you. And I'm Amy.
1: I'm Matt.
0: And we'll check out the flip.
1: Get you on the flip side.
0: Bye. Bye.